in the country of Armenia in 1988, Samuel and Danielle sent their young son, Armand, off to school. Samuel squatted before his son. He looked him in the eye and he said, like most parents do, have a good day at school. And remember, no matter what, I'll always be there for you. They hugged and the boy ran off to school. Hours later, a powerful earthquake rocked the area. In the midst of the pandemonium, Samuel and Danielle tried to discover what had happened to their son, if he was okay. But they couldn't get any information, so Samuel grabbed his coat and he ran to the school. He ran to see what had happened, and when he got there, what brought tears to his eyes was seeing this pile of rubble. And he began to dig for his son, Armand. He broke off some pieces of rubble. He grabbed some rocks. And some parents looked at him and they said, what are you doing? You're, you're going to cause this to, to fall apart, this pile to crumble even more. And if there's any survivors in there, they're going to be hurt. One of the parents just said, this is, this is crazy. And they all began to, to walk away as Samuel sat there one by one, pulling pieces off of this rubble. All through the night, into the next day, he continued to dig. Parents came, placing flowers, placing pictures in memory of their kids who they thought had died. Samuel kept working. He pushed through and, and he heard this faint cry that said, help, help. Samuel listened and furiously, he continued to dig and he heard this muffled voice say, Papa, Samuel continued to dig, and he said, son, son, come out. He, he, was, he was relieved almost. He had this sense of relief come over him, and he said, come on out, son, come out. I found you. And Armand said, no, let the other kids come out first because I know you'll get me. Child after child emerged until little Armand appeared, and Samuel took him in his arms, and Armand said this, I told the other kids not to worry because you told me. You'd always be there for me. Fourteen children were saved that day because Armand's father was faithful. The dictionary uses words like consistently reliable, truthful, accurate in detail, loyal, remaining true, constant, to define faithfulness. And this morning we get the opportunity to, to shine a light on God's faithfulness. To look at a faithful God who says, I'm going to be there no matter what. As Armand's dad said, he said, I'll always be there for you. And that's God, a faithful God who says, I will always be there. I am 100% completely faithful. I hope as David shared that during this series, this Rethink God series, you've had the opportunity to do that, to rethink God. To look at who he is, who he truly is. To, to realign your, your hearts and your minds. And look at a God that, as we've talked about, is just and he's wise and he's loving and he's holy. He's sovereign and, and others that we've touched on. And, and I challenge you to continue to dig into that. Because we haven't touched on all that God is. But we don't have time to touch on all that God is. He's incredible, and I challenge you to continue to dig through that, to continue to rethink God. Someone once said that faithfulness is the ribbon that ties together all of God's attributes. 
See, faith, God's faithfulness does not stand alone over here while here is God's justice and here is his wisdom and here is his love and here is his holiness. Faithfulness is that ribbon that ties it all together because God is, is faithfully wise. He is faithfully just. He is faithfully loving and holy and sovereign. In Deuteronomy 32, 4, it says, He is the rock. His works are perfect. And all his ways are just. A faithful God who does no wrong. Upright and just is he. I love that verse. To think about the God that we serve. The God that we come and worship. He is the rock. It doesn't say he's, he's something flimsy. He's something that can just be disregarded. But he is the rock. His ways are perfect. He is just, he is faithful. In Psalm 25, 10, it says, All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness. In Deuteronomy chapter 7, it says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commands. Know that the Lord your God is God. Chip Ingram said this, God is faithful to his word, to his promises, to his people, and to his character because he can't be otherwise. You can depend on him 100% of the time. He will never let you down. He may not do what you want him to do exactly when you want him or even how you want him to. How many of us have found ourselves in that spot? God, yeah, I wanted you to do that, but I wanted you to do it a lot sooner. God, I think you could do it a little bit differently. No, we, we serve a God that is completely faithful that does not necessarily what we want him to or exactly when we want him to or even how we want him to, but he's faithful. He may not orchestrate it in a way you can understand it now or perhaps ever. But he will never let you down. That's a faithful God. 100% of the time, no matter what. But how do we see God's faithfulness? How can we see a, a faithful God? We, we can know, okay, God is faithful, but, but how do we see that around us? One of the first ways is through creation. We can see a faithful God through creation. Psalm 119 verse 90 says, Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You establish the earth and it endures. God established the earth. God created everything and it endures. It's something that continues. God is faithful in bringing up the sun in the morning. I was thinking about this this past week as I looked at creation and thinking about God's faithfulness in it. Each morning the sun comes up, at night the stars come out. It's one of the reasons I love hunting. I don't love it because I get something all the time, I don't. I go on Facebook and we have some people in here that love to post their pictures of the animals they got. And uh, I try and stay calm, but I love going out in the woods because I get to see God's creation, a faithful creation that endures. I see God's handiwork. I see, I see God as he 
as he brings things out of the ground, as he causes the, the, the light to be there at the right time and the dark to be there at the right time. God is faithful. We also see God's faithfulness through his word. In Isaiah, it says, The rain and snow come down from the heavens. They stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. It is the same with my word. I send it out, and it always produces fruit. It will accomplish all I want it to, and it will prosper everywhere I send it. God is faithful with his word. His word wasn't different years ago than it is today. It's not going to change for years to come. God is faithful with his word. It remains the same. It's faithful. It's steadfast. It's constant. We find truth in his word. That's why we, we open up the Bible every Sunday morning because that's what is faithful. I pray that God speaks to your heart this morning, that he, he breaks down those walls that you have up that are keeping you from seeing him as truly faithful. Because I, I think some of us come here this morning and we, we hear faithfulness and we think there has been nothing in our lives that has ever been faithful. I talked with a few guys this past week and we, we talked on this subject because it's something that I think all of us deal with. We deal with unfaithfulness. And it could be seemingly little things to seemingly large, gargantuan things in our lives that aren't faithful. This past week, God was really hitting me in the face as I was thinking about faithfulness. We, we had some technological difficulties around the office this past week. Our, our Friday afternoon, our computer that we use for all our media stuff just died. There was a screen, a blue screen that came up that said, the physical memory dump of your computer is complete. I was like, that doesn't sound too good. <laughs> and I think I fixed it, but if you ever get that, don't call me. <laughs> God is faithful. We can't trust in that stuff. We can't trust in the things that, that we create with our hands. God is faithful. We can't, we can't even fully, 100%, completely put our hope and our, our faith in the people around us because they're going to let us down. I hope you don't come here to Cornerstone and think, man, that church is never going to let me down. They're awesome. They're amazing. Because we will. God is the one that's faithful. God is the one that we want you to connect with. That's why we've been looking at this Rethink God series, not to fill the calendar, but because that's the one we want you to focus on. That's the one that we want you to stand upon because he is completely faithful. We also see God's faithfulness through his people. As, he, as we look at the Old Testament, we see people like Moses. God was faithful to walk with Moses, to walk with the Israelites. We see God's faithfulness as he walked with David, as David struggled through life, as he had his trials, his moments, his bumps, his bruises. God was faithful. We look at Paul as we come to the New Testament. God was faithful with Paul. God walked through life. He, he was in jail as, as Paul was there and, and Paul continued to glorify God because he, he stood upon God's faithfulness. He stood upon that hope. 
that truth. And you might be sitting here this morning and you think, I'm not Moses and I'm not David and I'm not, I'm not Paul. I'm not any of those guys. I'm not even close. Those guys were people that failed and messed up just like you and me. They were people that stumbled and fell just like you and me. God wants to show his faithfulness to you too. God wants to, to reveal his faithfulness in your life. And I believe he has many times over. I think the sad thing is, and we all do, we get running so quick. We get so busy. We, we don't see God's faithfulness. We don't see him at work. And God wants us to stop. And I hope, again, this series and this morning is a moment for you, moments in your life to stop. David said in the psalm, he said, be still and know that I am God. He wants us to stop and be still. Because it's in those moments when we're still, when we recognize stuff, that we see stuff. Be still and know that he is God. How has God been faithful to you? How has God shown his faithfulness? How, how has he shaped you? How is he stretching you and growing you? How has he walked through life with you? An author once said, it's not only what we're saved out of, but what we're saved from that makes our hearts worthy of a spot in the course of the redeemed. God is faithful to those that have a relationship with him. That he not only saves us out of stuff, but he saves us from. That's a faithful God. He doesn't just pull us out and say, okay, you're good. I'm going to go to somebody else. I'm going to go deal with some others. No, he saved us from and he walks with us. He journeys with us. He is a faithful God. Bill Bright, who is the president of Campus Crusade for Christ, compares the attributes of God to an automobile engine. Pistons, fan belts, water pumps, and thousands of moving parts all whirl around within a small space making power for us to drive our car. The parts all work together harmoniously as components of the whole engine. These are all pieces in this series that work together. And God's faithfulness flows through all of that. God's faithfulness is there in each of those pieces. Let's continue to unpackage this this morning. And I, I hope that God is, is really speaking to your hearts in this idea of faithfulness. It's something that we all have to grapple with. We all have to, have to struggle with. But how can, how can we, I said that God, our people see God's faithfulness. God reveals his faithfulness through people. How do we in our daily lives see God's faithfulness? How, how do we as we're at work, as we're at home, as we're with our families, we're dealing with our kids, how do we see God's faithfulness? Well, I want to look at two areas this morning, and we're just touching the surface. But the first is when we're tempted. How many of you have ever been tempted by something? I was going to say, I saw like five hands. You know, you've been tempted like that big box of donuts sitting on the counter. I should just eat one, but man... Two sounds really good, and, and eventually that pack of a dozen donuts is gone. Yeah, I see some smiles, so 
you understand. We're on the same page. I like that. That helps. 1 Corinthians 10, 13 says, no temptation. Hear that no temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. No temptation has seized you. No temptation. God is faithful. He's not going to let you get crushed. He's going to allow you to be able to stand up under it with his strength because he is a faithful God. Where do you turn in the midst of temptation? When you're facing temptation at work. When you're facing temptation, when you're sitting in the quietness of your home, where do you turn? Do you turn to rationalize? Well, well, God, I could be murdering somebody. This isn't too bad. Or God, I'm only going to do it this once. You know, one time isn't bad. And God, I'll never do it again. I just, I want to know what it feels like. I want to just, I want to experience life, God. God, I just can't deal with it. I'm getting tempted all the time with this. God, I, I, I can't deal with it anymore. It says there that no temptation, essentially no temptation comes our way. That God, because he's faithful, can help us overcome. God, God can't help us walk away from. God can't help us have victory from. God is faithful. There's no more need to rationalize the validity of eating a whole box of donuts. No longer, because God is faithful. And if you leave with nothing this morning, I, I hope that you leave echoing in your heart and your mind that God is faithful. Remind yourself of that this week as you're facing struggles with those that you work with, those people that you wish would get fired. No one ever wishes that. God is faithful. We also experience God's faithfulness when we fail. I think all of us could go around the room and say, man, I failed. Some of us would probably admit that we've been a royal failure at times. We've royally messed up at times in life. God shows his faithfulness in those moments. In 1 John 1, 9, look at, look at this hope because this is what this verse is. This verse is hope for us. It says, if we confess our sins, if we say, God, I've messed up, I've fallen, I've given in, God, I've done it again. He is faithful and just and will forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. God is faithful and will forgive if we confess our sins. You can put anything in that blank. If we confess when, when we got angry with our, our wife, if we confess when, when we thought the meanest thing about that person that we work with, or if we confess when we, when we cheated, when we took something that wasn't ours, we can put anything in that blank. 
we confess those things that we did when, when no one else was looking. It says God is faithful and just and will forgive that and purify us from all unrighteousness. That's hope. God is faithful. Paul start, uh, John starts off in that verse, if we confess our sins, there's a responsibility on our parts to admit, you know, I've, I've messed up. I've stumbled again. God, God, I did it again. There's a responsibility on our part, and God will always come through. It says because he's faithful and he's just. You know, coming, I was thinking about this this past week. Coming to church isn't confessing our sins. You don't walk through and all of a sudden, you know, everything's washed away. You know, reading your Bible isn't, isn't saying, God, I've messed up. You know, what's saying, God, I messed up is saying, God, I messed up. I've fallen. I need your help. God, I can't do this on my own. Some of us ha here have to get to that point where we say, God, I can't do this on my own. I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and every door I go through leads to a dead end. And you know what? God continues to stand there with wide open arms saying, I'm faithful. I will always be faithful. 2 Timothy 2.13 says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. For he cannot deny himself. You hear that? If we're faithless, and, and we all have been at times, God remains faithful. His faithfulness is not dependent on us. That's a relief. God's faithfulness is not dependent on how much good that we do. God's faithfulness is not dependent on how much we serve. God remains faithful through all of it. You could come to church every single day of the year. It doesn't change how much God is faithful. You could give away all of your stuff. It doesn't change how much God is faithful. He is 100% faithful. Psalm 89.8 says, O Lord, God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you. Who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you. Think about that. Think about faithfulness. And I hope if you've come here this morning with a bad view of faithfulness, that God's working on that, that God's changing that. If you've come and, you know, I never, you know, I thought about, you know, God is, is love. And, and I've thought about, you know, God is holy and, and he's wise. God is you know, we didn't touch on this in this series, but, you know, we might think, man, God is patient. You know, if, if he deals with me, he must be patient. I've heard, you know, people say that. God, through all of that, is faithful. Faithfully loving. Faithfully just. Faithfully wise and sovereign and holy. Some of you are here this morning and you have a hard time 
looking at yourself in the mirror, you think, man, I've, just, I've done too much stuff. If God, if God only knew, he does. You know, God only saw all that I did. He, he has. And you know what? He remains faithful. That verse in 2 Timothy, it says he remains faithful even when we're faithless. Involves all the stuff we've ever done or ever thought. And in the midst of that, he remains faithful. How can we respond? I don't want you just to go through this series and just know that God is, is faithful. But I want it to really begin to soak into your heart and begin to take root in your life so that you can live it out, so that you can really experience God's faithfulness. We're going to look at a few steps, a few challenges for you. And some of you are... And you almost can look at them as steps. You can. And some of you are going to be at this very first step. Some of you might be at the third. But I hope that you continue to look at how can I grow? How can I get into that, get onto that next step? How, how can I be changed and transformed? The first step is this, leaving your past behind you. Some of you come and you carry this bag. And figuratively, you're walking through the door and you're carrying the bag around. Or maybe it's slung over your shoulder. Or maybe your past for you is, is really small and you just kind of hold it in your pocket. But you're holding on to it and you're walking through life with it. And it's going with you and it, it's sitting in the car with you. In Philippians 3, Paul said this. I'm not saying that I have this all together. That I have it made, but I'm well on my way, reaching out for Christ who has so wondrously reached out for me. Friends, don't get me wrong, by no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. I'm off and running, and I'm not turning back. That was Paul. He was so focus on the goal and he messed up and he struggled and he he took that you know people say you know two steps forward one step back that happened to Paul but he continued to look to Jesus it's that first on one nine confess admit it say God I've messed up I want you to take this I want to be off and running with you I don't want to look back anymore. I don't want to look back at all the stuff. I want to move forward in freedom. The second piece, the second step, is bringing our present stuff to Jesus. Bring the present stuff that we deal with. And, and I say from time to time to people, you know, that's the stuff that you deal with. We can put in different things in that blank, but we've all got stuff that we deal with. Stuff that we're struggling with. And the second ste step is about bringing that stuff to Jesus. In Matthew 11, it says, are you tired? How many of you are tired? Oh, come on. So many I talk to, I'm just tired. Worn out. 
burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Think about how that life would look if you said, I am living freely and lightly because I've given my stuff over to God. And I'm not just talking about saying, God, there's some stuff I'm, I'm dealing with. No, I'm saying literally giving it to God, saying, God, I can't deal with it anymore. I need your help. I need your strength. And not keeping one hand in there because we think, well, God probably knows how to do most of it, but he might need my help a little bit. No, God doesn't need our help. God doesn't need us. He pursues us and he desires to have a relationship with us. And he wants to take that stuff. God is strong enough to take all of the stuff we deal with and all the stuff that people in this community deal with and all the stuff that people in the state of Pennsylvania deal with and in the whole world. He is strong enough and faithful enough to take all of that. 1 Peter 5, 7 says, Cast all your cares on him. Because he cares about what happens to you. Just cast all of your cares, not some of them, not most of them. Cast all your cares on him because he cares about what happens to you. You might go through life thinking, no one cares about me. I've never had anyone ever care about me. God does. And I can say that with 100% fact. 100% truth with all my everything that God cares about you. Because the Bible is truth. The next step is putting your future in the one who won't let you down. We talked about dealing with the past. We talked about the present, giving our stuff to Jesus. Now we look at putting our future in the one who won't let us down. In the book of Lamentations, what a fun name of a book, Lamentations. It just sounds sad. You know, you don't come home from work, hey, how was work? You know, it was great. You know, how was your day? You know, I had a bunch of lament, bunch of lamentations. You know, it's just, it's a sad thing. And Jeremiah is in this book, the prophet Jeremiah, and he's, he's doing, he's lamenting. He had served God his whole life. He didn't witness one person begin a new relationship with God. He gave his, his everything, his wholeness. And he comes in, in Lamentations 3, and he unloads on God. He opens up his heart. He's a man, and maybe, maybe you can relate. Someone totally disillusioned. Beat, tired, worn out. And he stops to think on God's faithfulness. And he says this. In Lamentations 3 verse 21. Yet this I call to mind and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. 
They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion. Therefore, I will wait for him. You may be going through life and thinking, man, I'm trying to do all the right stuff. God, I, I've done this, and I've done this, and I just still feel tired and worn out. Stop to think on God's faithfulness. Stop, be still. To think of his, as Jeremiah said here, because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They're new every morning. Every morning you wake up, regardless of what happened the day before, God is faithful. Regardless of all the stuff that you said, and thought, and did, God is faithful. He wants us to be able to experience that faithfulness, to be able to live out that faithfulness. We can have hope. All other places we put our hope in are going to let us down. People, our job, our abilities, only God has promised, and, his one, and he's 100% faithful to come through 100% of the time. He's 100% faithful to come through 100% of the time. No other thing, no other person can claim that. Your wife, your husband, your kids, your job, your money, your home can't claim that 100% of the time they will be faithful to come through 100% of the time. That's hope. The last piece of responding to God's faithfulness is about telling someone about how God has been faithful to you. This is a missing piece in so many of our lives. We say, God, I, I believe you're faithful, and, and I've seen how you're faithful, and, and I, I thank you so much for that. But we stop there. God's faithfulness, his story to us is something that he wants us to be telling. He wants us to be sharing with the people around us, sharing about that hope. The story is told of a young man who was an atheist, and he was training to be an Olympic diver. The only spiritual influence in his life came from a Christian friend who tried to share the gospel with him whenever he could. The diver wasn't very interested in spiritual matters and made that known loud and clear. One night, the diver went to the indoor pool at the college. He attended. The lights were all off, but the moon was bright. So there's plenty of light to practice his dives. The young man climbed up to the highest diving board. And as he turned his back to the pool on the edge of the board and extended his arms out, he saw his shadow on the wall. The shadow was in the shape of a cross. And instead of diving, he knelt down and finally asked Jesus to come into his life. As the man stood up on the diving board, a maintenance man walked in and turned the lights on. The diver gasped in horror. The pool had been drained for repairs. God has been faithful to us in so many ways. Even when we don't even see it. Some of us are, are standing on a diving board today. 
And unless we turn and look at God, we look and we grab hold of his faithfulness that's there for all of us, we're going to fall. The diver would have been headed for horror. God is faithful 100% of the time. Let's pray. God, we thank you.